Broadcasting live through Loot of the Beacon in the basement of the Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there's only one true constant, we are all going to die. This is Wolf. Um, fuck, I forgot what the line was. <laughs> <laughs> like i guess broadcasting from luda that was probably supposed to say that again anyways it's been a while a little rusty just came off of a one week vacation um what's up king what's up josiah yo uh i'm good i'm just happy to be here you know uh been an interesting week lots of new play stuff and uh yeah good to hear you guys yeah Wag Die Weekly. It looks like our host still has his uh, Noxium Death Key. Oh yeah, that that was definitely out of my uh, scope, as uh, Prince would say. Which, by the way, I saw you requesting. Um, once we get to the community characters and initiatives, I'll invite people up. Uh, I just want us to chug through this main adventure storyline and mechanic stuff. So um, before we dive in, what happened? Let's real quick just do a. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just do a quick recap on things. Um, and uh, we're doing this because, you know, there's definitely been some story developments, but there is <clears throat> not as much, like it's not as heavy. So we have some time and maybe this is your first time tuning in. So for those who don't know, um, we have a couple main quests um, and some of these things I'm going to brush over and we'll get more into when we get to them, like through mechanics and other things. But Unlocking the power of searing tokens is something that we're very close to. We're at a 29 out of 30. Um, and that's just, you know, 30 different types being exposed. So not each individual person needs to have 30. And then another thing, um, one of our feels like a main quest line is powering Luda's silver compass. This was a uh, Gregor's final wish when he was on his deathbed. And um, he gave us the silver compass to go track down luda but we can't power it without um you know a molten heart serpent scale and a stone of zoe we actually now have two out of three of those items we have the scale and we have the molten heart although the scale is is slightly named different than we expected so i wonder you know it's, it's called a fragment so we could dive into speculation on whether or not you know, we have everything we need, or maybe there was a little bit of a change. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been hesitating. I mean, I've I've been updating the wiki on that, but it's like now I got to redirect all these links. Ah, Mondas, what are you doing? Um, uh, but yeah, I I think it's the I think it's the real thing. The art is the same. Uh, I'm whether it's a slight difference in the in the nomenclature. I don't I don't think that's a huge difference. Um, but before we fly past the searing tokens um and if we are doing a full recap can we go over what that means why is that exciting yeah definitely definitely what w- start us kick us off w- with what you were thinking it's exciting because we have no idea what it is well i mean we get we have let's see what do we know for fact for, for fact is that um we we have the ability we will have the ability to sear a token of concord into our wag die um, what that means in terms of like how that changes the game or how that changes the character or what like you know what it means for the concords themselves that's a whole nother question um but it it sounds like it's going to be some m- merging of the two we will take a token of concord and 
stamp it into your wag die, creating some sort of permanent chain change. Yeah, it's um, there's definitely it's something's going to happen, right? Or at least we expect so. I had long suspected or expected that based on your token of Concord and what it was and which character you use, maybe each one would have different results and it could possibly be, you know, a metadata, like a dynamic change. And this speculation started for me before any metadata changes had ever occurred. So, um, you know, it's kind of changed a little. Um, but it's definitely something that since the beginning, when I first found this project, first fell in love with it. And I was like, you know, um, this is really awesome. And I was diving into things. And one of the first hiccups I had was like, wait, this is on, uh, <laughs> this is hosted like, you know, on IPFS or whatever. And like, that's usually, you know, I used to just blanket s- statements say like, if something was hosted that way, like, it's not a real NFT. Don't touch it because they can make changes anytime. Like it was some bad thing. Right. Um, but in this situation and, and how we've been using it and what's going on with Wagdai, um, obviously now knowing more about things, it's very fucking exciting. And it only adds to what we've kind of picked up on and realized what's going on is through our adventures, through burning and everything else that we're doing. Metadata changes aside, we're kind of, curating this collection live you know um and uh you know we can always put everything on chain and lock the metadata when 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 the, when they're when the time comes but for now that's something that's very unique and i don't think anybody else is doing that in this space is we're curating this collection together with the team um it's a living breathing collection nothing set in stone and as scary as that can be at times it's also exciting it uh, it brings up this tweet that came out from uh, Keepers of Wagdai earlier today. Immutability is overrated. Our metadata is about to get more dynamic. Um, I'm a big fan of the changes, um, I, both because they are LARP-driven. I like when people roleplay and have real effects from it. Um, but also, like... Man, I get so bored of like rarity games and, you know, people people really, really obsessing over it. It's like, uh, you know, really goddamn ugly PFPs that just happen to have like a bizarre compilation of traits that, you know, happens to make it more rare than the other. I think that that what this is becoming and what this is, I mean, is, is well on its way to becoming because it's already started. It's like way more fascinating than, you know, um, most projects with their rarity fixated. And if searing tokens adds some crazy element to that, I'm I'm totally into it. Like we have no idea like what that means in terms of like, oh, does this mean my wag is more rare, less rare? There are certain I mean, we already know certain tokens of Concord are more rare, but like I kind of don't care about the rarity. I want I want these things. Um like we're all speculating what searing is going to be. Um I, I just want to say like I want it to be some sort of change that like means something about the character more than uh i'm going to you know pick this token because you know my rarity will go up 10 percent or something like that definitely and there it kind of leads into some other things but i really that's why i kind of wanted to save this because you know but um yeah uh so some other things real quick with the recap and um for those who are impatient it's like i already know all this shut the fuck up we're almost done. <laughs> um, and because the, these things, these other two things are very quick. 
very little information to go off of. But when we were in the primordial lands, we picked up a mushroom. We know we have a strange mushroom. We only have one of this token. It's sitting. Um, I think is this one? Is this one in our uh, treasury? Yeah, with, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's in our treasury. So you know, which if anybody understands or knows our <laughs> anything that's in there is fucking impossible to get to um, because you got to go through our you know bureaucracy of uh, proposal process and whatnot. Um, as Brennan learned when he tried to bring the amalgam out into battle, <laughs> which is another thing that's there. But anyways, so we have this mushroom. Um, and we're supposed to find a druid to bring it to. We know um, the druids of the Southern Plain. We know that's a line that exists. We've had we've met one character. Well, we've met a couple of characters actually. We we met somebody in the primordial lands who could be a doppelganger of the, of them. But we've also in the war um, met another kind of lesser character who's dead now. By the way, another <laughs> uh, NPC dead. Um, and uh, so. Yeah, and then, um, so anyways, we had that mushroom and the Druid of the Southern Plain line. Then the last, or two two more things is, or no, the last thing is uh, we have Rita's machine. When Rita was on her, you know, well, not on her deathbed, unlike Gregor, she she killed herself with this with this thing. <laughs> and so we know it can um, take the life of these, uh, what would otherwise be immortal beings, ones who've at least survived many cycles. And, um, something was kind of hinted at about using it. Like, remember the number from the machine and Yogg's tower. We, um, before we went, um, into the borough, which we're about to dive into and, and now start talking about, uh, last week, one of the other options was to go down Yorn's hole. And so we know, you know, some things that are not on the map yet, uh, maybe little hints of our, but we haven't explored. We kind of have like that fog of war on them because we haven't received those pieces and also our map maker's dead now um <laughs> rip zil, zel but uh anyways we know down below us somewhere we got the the kingdoms of yorn and yog um and we have that line and then we have the southern the druids of the southern plains so just other things to consider and you know and there we go and the, the third piece for the compass would be zoe's world stone and where the fuck is zoe um people have speculation for that as well yeah, fun fact. So, Fate of Wagzai, the aka the Concrete Wallet, we don't have the mushroom. Actually, it has it. Oh, it's in like the official Wagzai account. Yeah, they own it. Huh. Damn. I was gonna just. I was just about to write a proposal that we, you know, as soon as we can, we sear the mushroom into the amalgam. <laughs> into the amalgam. Yeah, let's do it. Just sear it into the amalgam immediately. See, that's what I thought. I thought it was still in the main, and that's. That's something that's kind of weird is we were apparently we were given this mushroom. We're supposed to bring it to someone, but it was maybe the con I think the conclave didn't exist yet. So they, they didn't have it to send there. And obviously it wasn't given to any one of us to like trust. And so there, so somebody else is hold who's holding it. And hopefully it's not an NPC that's died. It, no, it's, it's white guy. Like the account of the two. No, no, no. But I mean, like, obviously meta wise, we know it's oh, next uh, count, but like who's holding it in game in story right from the primordial or did we did we never did we forget to pick it up was there something we didn't do <laughs> still back there <laughs> yeah, still and, on the ground and here's the good thing though is with the 30 tokens right in searing we we know we're supposed to meet the moth and he's going to take us back to the primordial right so we might get a chance to pick up that mushroom <laughs> 
that we'll see. I, I don't think we're actually going back to the primordial lands. I think that the moth is going to take us to the catacombs, uh, which is where she smiles rest. But um, I think that's beneath all of this world. Um, but that's some deep, deep lore speculation stuff. Um, cool. All right. Recap's good. I think we got a good sense of like what's going on in, in, in terms of like quests that are coming up. But we also do have one uh, right in front of us coming up on, I think, the 20th. Um, and we have one just behind us with the uh, second Burrow run now complete. The uh, uh, Those of us who participate in the Burrow run... Uh, again, this was like one of the most uh, dynamic adventures we've had in all of Wagdai. This thing had audiovisual elements, uh, multiple choice, live uh, locked voting based on who's participating. It utilized character staking. It utilized the gather chat. Um, and it's having some genuine, you know, it had good good token delivery. <laughs> <laughs> soundboard well done, well um, done and it has had some some genuine consequences uh in its in its aftermath um both in terms of the fact that uh we have opened our way to uh the abyss um also that uh zell our map maker is dead um and hopefully we find a replacement for him before too long um but the biggest thing for me personally uh, is that uh, Malosh, um, the outcast, our arch nemesis from the uh, adventures in uh, Mount Turlo, um, has been slain. Um, thanks to Mervyn Hasseldorf and thanks to everybody, but the uh, but but special thanks to Mervyn Hasseldorf and and Hedrick Sinith, uh, owned by Gatherly and Bus. Um, for dealing the felling blows and surviving the whole thing after um, so many of us uh, perished. Which, by the way, like I still almost speculate that they're that they're going to receive something special for that. Like, but maybe not. But like, I, I feel like if they are, it was possibly interrupted by the fact that we're at twenty nine tokens, and I feel like the keepers or the devs, like they really want something to be thirty. <laughs> And like any other future tokens that could possibly could go out or like whatever are being held back. It's like we have a plan for the 30 and we're going to make sure that that's taken care of first. We can always backtrack later. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do, what do you guys think? Like, do you think that they, that they get anything special? Because um, usually, you know, from all of our, our tournaments, and our quests, like. Usually, usually th those people do get something um, like the, you know, the jester's wand or something for the for the the sole survivor, the sole champion, or the person who slayed the beast. Not not to be a, a, a rain on the parade, but we, you know, we fought Malash and beat him, and the survivors there didn't get anything. I think surviving, kind of, you know, we forget that it's its own reward, considering that they do get the same tokens as everybody else, and also live to fight another day. Um, I mean, I would love to see the head of Malosh as a token, you know, even if it's just in the Conclave wallet. Um, but that's uh, that's that's up for uh, uh, another. Yeah, you might be right about the thirty thing. I don't know if it's specifically there's like a special token that needs to be the thirtieth or something like that. Could be, but um, 
Well, you, if if you're right, we'll see a, a run from we'll we'll reach thirty, start searing, and then we'll have like thirty five tokens. Yeah, they. I could see them getting the thirtieth talk, just like Pandarus. I could see them staying eternally in the void, like a Urias heart situation. I could see them getting a metadata change with getting uh the red hood that signifies those who are able to go into the void without losing their sanity. Yeah, I can see all of it. We, like, we're about to see or come face-to-face with, I mean, expectedly, like, one of the two, the Nameless Serpent. So if there was a time for them to, you know, build up the the 30th talk and the searing, I feel like it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I was just say real quick um, before you go, is, is, like, one thing, too, somebody, I, I don't know who said it first, but they speculated, Malosh had horns, right? And you rip those two horns off. There's two soul survivors. Like, uh, it just fits so perfectly. Give them each a horn. <laughs> I mean, the other thing to consider is that, like, canonically, uh, uh, what was Malash's name before? Uh, Grimlock. Grimlock? Grimrock? Um, he gained that, like, transformation ability because he was contacted, like, he, by the power of a, of a hybrid creature. Um I don't know if the, those two wag guys hanging out down there for so long are about to come onto some sort of power similar, uh, but there's a lot of you know things that could happen. So who knows? I think that's what I'm excited about, and you know, Mervin's my character, and was really excited because that's one of the first like experiences that I've been able to play through. <clears throat> it was really really exciting to win, but Mervin's also was on the Battle of Bulwark too. Not only did he survive that, but it's Beast Malosh, which is exciting enough for me right because now i get to create an incredible backstory for this guy almost like he was like destined to be you know the one to kill malosh and just to create that story and king you said it perfectly man like the reward is that and it gives me the ability to like push that story forward and when i have time i'm going to sit down and write it but that's the direction i want to go and who knows what happens to him later on but i feel like he'll always kind of be like a champion in the story right on i think i can relate with that a lot having some characters that have survived a couple of things like it feels really good and you know it, it gives you the weight in the world like but you got to be careful man everybody's gonna die eventually so be prepared for that story to come to a close yeah it's absolutely certain and that's what i'm excited about <laughs> but you know at least i got that it's cool well you can't get to valhalla without a hero's death and dying in battle so what there's no better way to you know if you are going to go out and like you said the the, the bigger the and the better the story you create for it you know the more significant that death becomes and well, uh, it makes it even more special who's to say i don't throw this bitch in the fire just for fun you know so we'll see psychopath oh man that's that's definitely some uh brennan council of six type moves right there um we kind of touched on it but yeah so the token that was distributed for this event um for those who passed and those who survived was the the serpent scale but it was called the fragment right of the scale um and we were and we were just kind of like talking about that on whether or not there's any speculation on um whether or not this is the official scale or do we need to piece some together to, to make one or what's, you know, if there's any kind of tricks or something up their sleeve, I don't know, King or Josiah, if you had anything else you wanted to add to that or on the, in terms of the mechanics, I think it, it's based on my gut conjunction with so what someone else said, and I'm not going to mention that, but I do feel like the nameless serpent fragment 
or whatever the name of the one is that got distributed was intended to be something separate from probably the full. I do think that was in the works. But again, with what you guys were saying about the 30th talk, I think that kind of threw things out of whack. Um, and then I think the zinger of it all, right, was when Ouroboros came into the Forsaken Lands chat, which is the LARP only chat. And he told us that there were actually aimless void and how there was a lot of equipment and trade left in the marketplace. So I, I'm wondering like that part of not a, because I think, you know, just to throw credit to Ouroboros again, kind of crafting this um, dungeon crawl adventure that I, I love how the lore of the abyss was built out. Like obviously the first time we did the run, we, we made it up to the stairwell and then we died. And then this time going through it, we entered into what, what I call like the desolate city, like this huge, like realm underground and it was funny because the first time we were speculating about what was beneath the church this was like a month ago before the battle the battle of saying what if it was like a huge thriving city and like through this adventure we find that they there was one but it's like devoid it's decrepit and there's there's no one there anymore um and then also you have the nameless scale funhouse mirror thing and where all the wag dice go crazy and start attacking each other so lots of really fun and uh I'm curious. I think the material that they have is going to be used again some way, somehow, whether it gets incorporated into tomorrow's story or not tomorrow. But I'm really excited. And this is me spitballing here. I'm, I mean, I, I kind of think it's actually just a name change, you know, rather than the serpent scale kind of thing. I really hope it is because I've been editing the wiki like it is. Um, but uh, it it could also be. Well, like with the Molten Heart, you know, that required one community member to like give up their grand prize from that adventure. And if this is, you know, fragmented, then maybe this is a way for like the collective community to like, you know, kind of pull it together to power the compass rather than like, you know, putting the onus on a singular individual. That's another possibility in terms of like if if the pull. I mean, there's pro there's more point to every token than, um, you know, it's an it's it's initial uh, uh purpose, but like, it, this one has functionality for the compass, which is like a group effort thing, and like maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it's there's there's definitely a lot to speculate, and I, I also forgot too that another thing I was you know speculating prior, obviously to before these things went out is. Um, those of us who were in Ouroboros, um, the eight, we, we were kind of like teased privately that for our services, we would get the, this, this, the nameless serpent scale. <laughs> um, and so I was really thinking that like only, and it wouldn't be distributed to, uh, you know, those who participated in that because those who participated the first run got the burrow worm and like, maybe they would get something else or maybe burrow worm again, cause they all passed, but then the two survivors would get something um, and again, I, I wonder if like, you know, us being close to 30 and them for some reason holding weight on that number or well, also because of the searing, like wanting to be cautious about if, if, it, if it held back or changed any token distribution or if this was how it was always intended. And maybe, too, there's multiple steps. And this obviously this thing's not fully done yet. We haven't gone into the void. So you never know how this thing could all wrap up. But. There, there's definitely a lot to, I guess, speculate, and we're pretty close to, uh, you know, maybe finding out more. Um, I think I was alive, too, when we made the decision, or at least, you know, in those conversations prior to us getting to Malosh and him being defeated before many of us had already died. 
uh, it was definitely part of the like nameless void like yes let's do that let's let's find out more and i know king you definitely championed that so i am excited that we're going down this path even though it seemed like from the conversations that we're kind of given that like it's definitely a path of death. <laughs> like the, you know, they were like, Oh, good on you. you you've chosen, you, you, you want to sacrifice yourself for the serpent in this way. Um, well, let's go, you know, kind of, kind of a, maybe harken back to like the nameless charter or the grand jesters group that was, you know, sacrificing themselves to the worm before our tournament. Um, hold up. Uh, I think we almost skipped over a very important aspect of the uh, Nameless Serpent scale distribution here. Um, there were eight people uh, in particular who got an uh, uh, got one, whether they staked or not, or got an extra one. Can we can we go over that a little bit? Because I'm really curious how that happened. Oh, definitely. But uh, I, I'm also curious how one of those eight was Wagdai lore. <laughs> And like whether that was a mistake or what happened there, because, um, you know, there was definitely members from Wagdai lore who, uh, you know, were part of the Soroboros 8, but Wagdai lore.eth, I don't think that uh, that that person or, you know, if anything, the Wagdai Artist Guild you know was was more of a champion so king do you have any uh any any thoughts or speculation before, what before we there? can get onto that speculation let's cover the the basics okay eight extra of these scales were distributed to what 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 did you guys do because you and josiah you were both part of this group why did you get them what did you do <laughs> what do you mean what did we do <laughs> <laughs> so for the sake of transparency i'll leave it was I mean, everyone can go back to the Ouroboros accounts, but at, at some point they had, they were with the number eight, obviously turn on his side. It's a symbol for affinity and how they were, they were preparing for an, okay. So what happened first started uh, tweet replying to people, asking them, what did they want? What did they, um, eventually that escalated into Ouroboros DMing certain members and really, I really providing this well thought out structure of the nameless serpent and how Ouroboros Ouroboros's um like worldview fit into the world. And it it was basically a DM recruit. They were asking, you know, do you want to be part of this? But in a very in 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 world way. And so I'll be honest, I thought this, you know, someone LARPing, like you going to AI and making all these really cool art, you know, just trying to LARP. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like, what's what? What do we have to do? And they were like, you know, a war is coming, a conflict, and your job is to stake on the side of the serpent. So I was like, okay, sure. You know, sounds sounds good enough to me. And I, it was maybe a few days later, right, that the official account announced the Battle of the Burning Church and the hosting. So I was at that point, I was like, then just someone LARPing. This is someone with knowledge, heads up, and they're crafting. So um, I connected with some people. The first person I connected with was Prince and asking, you know, hey, did Ouroboros DM you? He was like, yeah. And we figured out some other people. We talked. And that became the Ouroboros 8. So, you know, they were um, running campaigns. Maybe some people on the side of the serpent. Prince is keeping a list of everything. He wants his receipts. But uh, th yeah, that's the Ouroboros, what that is. And I don't think the role is there's still more to be discovered. So you are the reason why the Battle of the Burning Church was so lopsided? Is that what you're telling me? That's well, interesting. Because I think what, what that tells me is that the two did not expect the, 
the battle to yeah i think this ouroboros and and us champion for and trying to recruit people for the side of the serpent was going on before you know brennan and like just decided to throw d treaty into the mix and really stack and, and build excitement for the side of the serpent um, and I don't think, you know, Brennan was, is part of the Ouroboros 8. So that was just him being Brennan, you know, and like that was not anticipated and that obviously changed things. But, um, you know, and if you, too, you too, if you take out the, the you know, Detreaty, the Nameless Charter, and then eventually Cole, like it actually would have been a lot more closer of a battle and could have even been stacked on the side of or, or Agora, Agora, um, not Oregora. So, you know, I, I think the two were right there in what they were thinking or whoever, you know, in Ouroboros and like making sure trying to give the serpent a stronger, you know, side. But I don't think anybody anticipated the 17 entering. And by that point, you know, I, I, I was probably one of the last people to be contacted uh, as Ouroboros. I feel like based on some of the conversations I had with others and when they received their messages and um, et cetera, like, and, uh, but yeah, like I, I, there was no contact during the war or anything like that. So it was kind of, you know, I think, I, I think obviously more, more power was put on the side of the serpent than was anticipated. And there was really no further, nothing, not, not much further for us to do still, still, I think we, we kept a strong, you know, influence in trying to promote the serpent, but, you know, we didn't have to go out of our way and, and heavily campaign, thanks to the 17 <laughs> huh and you guys kept this secret from everybody the entire time you were doing this yeah yeah i mean that was that was i yeah i can and what what was interesting was they yeah, the 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 dms did vary in their messaging like it, it wasn't just a, a a full script that you know was just being picked copy and pasted around which i thought was but yeah the the cats out so Look, Wagdi lore was Eva. Okay, so obviously they have a heart. I think that's important. Right. I mean, I'm again. I can't be too mad because Concord of Research got uh, a scale, but uh, I am. I mean, like, I want to. Like, I was personally influenced to stake uh, on the side of uh, the bulwark as it, the scales tipped. It's wild to hear that there were like back channel political things going on that influenced the that decision i thought it was like entirely like just all natural but here you guys are playing 5d chess um while we're all suffering in the war i also i want to thank cold war for reminding us too um something i've been really craving and i feel like i haven't seen one of these in a while um, that happened during the event was we got one of the, you know, kind of like Josiah's or Ordius the Scroll Keeper type books, you know, which I'm a, I'm a big fan of those uh, where we get the, the 17, which in this case we have Warmlord Cole, and then we have all the different traits that are um, part of it. This, this also came in handy and, and shout outs again to King for being the first to, you know, um, when it first dropped he's like i'm taking a picture of this we're saving this i'm probably gonna need this later during our quest and then shout out to roland for being the first one to like you know put two and two together when the queue came and and like figured out the first part of the riddle 
and then of course you know and then king wrapped it up and was like oh here we go for the rest based yeah, on type best yeah it was based on the numbers and um the rarity numbers for the traits but uh i i'm a big fan of these like i've definitely been waiting in anticipation for each next one as they come because you know and i've talked with you guys in back channels about this but i'm i very much would love to like put these together and also include tokens at concord and you know and also put them like in relation to agora and the serpent if there is one um which it's more obvious with this one right and uh like nameless charter and yorn and yod but the, the others are, are clearly in the middle or elsewhere outside of it so it's not a full complete picture but it's still i just still like grouping things this way <laughs> Right on. Um, and since that adventure, the burrows have been closed. Uh, and the only two characters that have been in there are, are Mervyn and Hedrick, except uh, somehow uh, Wagdai's favorite wizard is now in the burrows. Uh, when I saw that, I tried to tried to stake two um, today, but I it's not possible. So I am very curious what's going on. Yeah, this is something that uh, only the wizard himself, Mr. Merlin, would be able to answer. And I don't know his his answers that we've been we, the answers we've been given so far. I can't tell if he's trolling or seriously giving us hints and clues. But yeah, nobody knows how he did what he did. But somehow Merlin is now in the burrow and it, burrow, not burrows, which uh, Josiah loves to correct everybody on. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> um, actually, uh. Right on. Yeah, so I guess we'll have to wait and see what's what's going on there. On the 20th at, what, 8 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken? I don't have that up in front of me. Um, we are going to have another uh, Twitter Spaces from the official Wagdai account uh, that is going to take us deeper into the burrows, uh, the void. I'm um, super excited Lore Drop. I think the last one that I read, Jester, was, was uh, he took us into the tavern in the festival tournament. Uh, Deet, I think, and he told us the tale of Uria. Like, I love that. It was great ambiance, great atmosphere. So I'm really hoping for game quality and caliber. Yes. And hopefully we can get audible audio. Uh, it's been a lot of modulated uh, deep voices lately, um, both from from Wagdai and the community. It, I'll be honest, it does get hard to hear. <laughs> It's call, like it's call. like an it's like an audio form of the uh, the fun font. It gets a little bit uh, tough to tough to parse sometimes, but uh, I think people are very well aware of that uh, issue. Community, if you're making content, hey, uh, make sure it sounds good when you know played over speaker on mic to to uh, to, to Twitter Spaces, which is awful. But uh, and I do I do applaud their efforts and for trying, and I totally get it. I myself. Um, you know, picked up some kind of voice emulator thing off of Amazon. And like, it's, you know, I was listening to my like self and trying different voices. And like, I, I purposely avoided the voices like that because I was like, as cool as it is. And it, it has the most profound, like change to your voice. Like, you know, the ones where you try and make it sound like a woman or anything else, like it's just not really doing it. But like that obviously is very profound but it's not defined. <laughs> like you can't, it's very hard to hear what's being said. And also I feel like things will group together. Anyways, we, we all know how we feel about it. Um, I do want to get us into community characters and initiatives, which by the way, her sentence, I see you requesting. And um, I, I do want to bring Prince up, but who wants to talk about the return of Euler? Yeah, that, that one was a good say. I don't know how many, but that was, 
hosted it was hosted by the main account but they had co-hosted with the decrepit guild account and it was that account that played the uh the lore drop it so it, it was prone to um, audio issues we talked about but it was re-uploaded afterwards so if you want to go and listen to it go to decrepit guild and they'll have the post but what what we learned from that was um the necromancer what's his name is 64 i think it's just the number that he conjured a ritual in which they sent um a gnarled a nod there was something else that was sacrificed right oh uh, um a dark blade um those were both sacrificed and it was used in a ritual to resurrect none other fuck um and he's back and he had a meta dick so that his body trait is now a decrepit um it it pulled everything in back into a full circle with the Euler account or Reeler, Relu, Relu that we've been talking about, and he's been charting his ex- in I guess the ethereal world that he was um, traveling in right before he got resurrected. So that's a new story thread we have, and it seems like this is setting the decrepit guild up for a bigger ritual that involves the resurrection of Detriti. That's me speculating, but that's what this... You mean You mean like a, like a little proof of concept here? Yeah, yeah. I think a multi... How do, how do you feel about the... Re- I, will, I will say that, um, it, and it can maybe segue into the conversation I, I wanted to bring Prince up for, is that it's definitely something where when I first saw like the Euler stuff occurring... You know, I kind of had that nervousness that I'm sure others have felt when like any of these like metadata changes happen or anything happens and like or, you know, a community story gets highlighted and you're like, okay, where is this going? How is this going to come together? And, you know, and the main account's giving it good attention. So you're like, this is definitely, you know, canon now. This is lore. Like, let's hopefully this this you know, is well thought out, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, and so anyways, um, I definitely wanted to have that conversation with, you know, Prince and I know Josiah too. And I, I myself have, have definitely had those moments where, you know, we get kind of nervous when we see things changing, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how uh, else to, I, I don't know if you want to try and kick it off Prince or comment on anything about that. Hello. <clears throat> um, well, first and foremost, I'd like to continue to highlight the work that was done by the person who LARPed uh, Euler. They put a lot of effort into uh, running the spaces, uh, communicating with the main account, crafting the lore, collaborating, which is one of the things that's great in this space. It's something that we uh, we definitely champion and bringing people to the forefront who haven't maybe had their characters uh, uh, brought up. Like, for example, 64 is, <clears throat> is excuse me, is Brennan 64's uh, Wag Die Skelly, which is amazing. And uh, Brennan, Brennan 64 is known for his art and uh, but now has a character that I think that's really awesome. Uh, and on top of that, um, for those who don't know, I'm sure you do now because Chimera was posting about it. But Chimera, who's uh, not in our time zone and can find it hard to catch up and keep up with the story, was integral in the ritual. And there were some technical dif- difficulties and growing pains um, and hopefully continuing to LARP this story along will uh it'll bear fruit that the community will love i literally just realized that connection between brennan 64 and the, the decrepit being named yeah there's a 
there is a lot there was a lot that was put into coming up with the storyline uh and that uh spoiler alert i'm involved um i ha- i own a decrepit with a crown and uh we have a decrepit chat and um yeah you're you're speculating uh josiah is great continue to speculate i think you're on the right track i don't want to drop any spoilers um but yeah there was a there was a super dope ritual that set some precedents. Um, for those that didn't catch it, Euler's doppelganger was awakened in the primordial lands and traveled to the coven's lair. If you follow, if you go back and look at the tweets and you look, you can even use the subgraph to see the locations that, that you, that Euler's doppelganger frequented. You can, you can chart the path and maybe one day we'll have a tool that lets us chart path wag die characters and you can see their stories uh, come to life. But yeah. And then, um, so there were those types of things. And if, if you really wanted to do like your breadcrumbing and your deep diving on the lore, you can, you can see some, all the thought that Chimera put into doing that. And uh, it's not over. And there will, be, there will continue to be exciting things coming. Something that um, it was in line with the original conversation that I think, Wolf, you wanted, but Prince, that you and everyone else who was involved with this specific thread of lore, that there was a gift that you guys burned, uh, talked a wag die. And in return, you facilitated a method. So I, I think, is that something you want to highlight? Because that seems important to me, right? That that it's not being given for free or even for good LARP. That there is exchange of equivalent. That That is true. That is true. Um, I can't speak to why or how that exchange was brokered. I wasn't the person who was in control of the entirety of the LARP. That might be a chimera question, but that is indeed the case. Things were sacrificed and things were gained. Awesome. And I love, too, that you brought up something because it's something that I think not everybody would have caught or paid attention to. But the fact that the LARPing went so deep is to really go through each like utilizing the location staking and the subgraph and, you know, wagday.world slash pilgrims and during the journey, moving from location to location. And, you know, like that's yeah, there's something really special about that and that we can do that now. Yeah, and there's even more Easter eggs. Um, if you stake at the locations that Euler went to, you might be able to find some things in the gather chat. Uh, but I know that staking at places cost gas, so it's not a it's not a free Easter egg. <laughs> but there was there was intent behind everything, and so shout out to Chimera man, really really did his thing, really planned it out. Awesome. So, I was just say, I guess to build off of that, then is. It really just, I, I wanted to play, and I, you know, it played both sides on that because I, I wanted to play the somebody who was outside of it while well, you guys shared everything that went into it from the inside. So people understand, you know, when the, the community gets involved and the LARP gets up to that point where they can w- then work with the two and things like this happen, there's obviously a lot of work that goes into it and it's very well thought out. And ultimately, too, I, I would imagine, you know, the biggest if you're concerned about like the story and worried it might get ruined, you know, I, I think the biggest protectors of the story itself and being true to the lore, what I imagine would be the two <laughs> who created this thing. Right. So, like, you know, if somebody's trying to pitch something really silly and stupid and just like totally off the wall that has nothing to do with anything. I feel like if anybody's going to be the first to kind of be like, well, I don't know about this and pump the brakes, it would be the two. Um, And I I definitely get, you know, being nervous when you see like 
metadata changes occur um, and, you know, or maybe a token at Concord distributed through a LARP, but there is definitely a lot of work that goes into these things, um, which, and again, too, it's this kind of work that really involves, I think, being highly passionate and um, drawn to the story and in love with it and understanding it to even approach. So it's not really a system too that could be gamed really easily. I, I feel like I can't imagine somebody going through all this work to try and get something and then just to try and turn around and list it and sell it <laughs> or, you know, or, 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 or like do something to like then discredit it all and, and, and get up on the stage and be silly or something. Right. Like, I feel like it takes a certain kind of passion and love for this project and everything that we're doing um, to, to even get to this place where you're going to do something like that. And you may put in a lot more work than, you know, monetarily like money wise you would if you're just looking at the floor or looking at anything else like i don't think a speculator is going to really value that and 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 think like oh this is a good way to game the system and take advantage of yeah so we've had good conversations on this topic but if you are curious about the what goes on behind the floor definitely encourage you to hit up house cowboy who i think are more than happy to um to delineate how that process goes because they've been long time LARP. Um, so there's that. So wait, so King, that's an important point of distinction. It's not Euler himself. It's uh, I see. And there's that interesting. Yes, yes, quite. And for those who are interested in trying to deduce the importance, um, that is an important distinction. Why was the double game? Love that. I want to take a moment and introduce one of our sponsors. And then we're going to get into uh, Chen versus King and the results. Trouble with the law? It happens to the best of us. The court of the forsaken lands can be an intimidating place. Failure to properly represent yourself can result in hefty fines or worse, your death. I'm Agent Disease, your legal counsel, and I am ready to help you. Let me stand trial for you, and I will do my best to bring justice to your case. Whether you're wanted for theft, murder, arson, or indecent public exposure, I'm here to be on your side. I've won big cases with huge settlements for my clients, and if you don't win, you pay nothing. Possibly because you've been executed, but that's beside the point. We are all going to die, but your hopes of justice don't have to. Call Stalwart Fortress today and ask for Agent Disease. That's right, baby. Agent Disease is ready to help you with your your court cases. Man, he got he got my boy Elton Legalo. Uh, yeah, yeah. He would found not guilty, you know. Uh, court, uh, court, court, court went in his favor. Um, thanks to his uh, superior legal counsel. So anybody who needs a a good lawyer, definitely give him a call. Yeah, I love how you uh, have to get Moist Critical, who I've had other people say sounds like me, and you choose for me to drop this ad when I'm, they, like, the whole time I'm listening to this thing, I'm just like, God damn it. It sounds like I'm almost saying this this line, but... Uh, it literally <laughs> sounded like you. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That's just my friend Charlie. He's He just comes over every now and again and, and records some voice lines for, uh, for Agent Disease. Um, but yeah, uh, quick quick community thing is the... Uh, 
that first adventure of the court of the forsaken lands is resolved and uh elton was found not guilty and sovin very honorably uh lived up to the terms uh and contributed 0.1 eth to the conclave so that's great for the community um and and in good sport i've uh and for for the excellent uh larp participation uh, i've sent him a a field notes as a as a, as a token of reciprocation awesome and uh i don't know you know both king and i played parts in this although king way more so than me and far more involved um but we and we're happy to talk about it but i don't know uh josiah did you witness the chen versus king fight do you want to give your thoughts on it and kind of kick us off on this discussion yeah so that was on the weekend saturday right saturday at noon right. or sunday it was saturday and uh, so that was a long the saga been kidnapped by the the crows. Well, the, he, they retrieved him, and so King Offling had King Offling has been trying to be one on one combat. So that took place. Um, yeah, King was running the whole thing using Ox Thriving, you know, doing all the the uh, post uploads and the tweets, and he posted the uh, a screenshot of what it, and it is just insane. So much respect for being able to. It's not multitasking. You're doing them at different times, but just coordinate all those different tasks to get a really good show. And we had um, Julian LARPing up there as with commentary, along with Wolf's Dark. Um, so the match itself was very even. It was literally consecutively. And the final hit was, uh, I think it was a whopping 90 roll, 90 damage roll. A, ni- a 99 on the, the table, which is like 98. Yeah, it's like brutal. There you go. And it brought King's character to the mercy. And this is where the ace card up his sleeve came out, where King Offling revealed that the um, the ambassador sent from Swap um, was being held close or right outside the and that he would go insane from staying there if he was not released with uh, Offling. So Chen had no choice. They let King go. He... Um, he left that place in disgrace. I think a lot of the audience was pelting him with rocks. And he's now at a tavern. A lot of see what comes of that. But uh, yeah, the, so Chen won that. And, and they get their Dark Blade Beak Vicar back. And so that, really a big win for the Dark Blade. They have Jewel and the Eye. A, uh, a small point of clarification here. Um, it wasn't that Vicar would go insane if he was left near um, Loot of the Beacon. Uh, it was that uh, through uh, ownership of him, uh, we have been able to collect a great number of Darkblade secrets. And through the power of Loot of the Beacon, owned by Richard Ryan, which we have proven has the power to uh, kind of, I don't want to say force a retweet from the uh, official Wagdai account, um, it would have been uh, <laughs> unfavorably leaked uh, amongst the... Uh, uh, the crowd. So, uh, letting me live uh, just basically kept those secrets under wraps. I don't really think the Dark Blades would have cared so much if the one dude died. I, I will just say too that I, you know, when this LARP started, I was like, okay, you know, where is this going? And um, you know, King's one of the more influential people outside of the lore, like you know, meta wise, right? You, you're one of our longest participants and you know creator of the wiki and so i was like oh man is king just gonna 
muscles way into getting Julian back. But no, I mean, he played a good LARP and he brought, you know, joined up with the wizard. And I was like, okay, this kind of getting a little silly. This is more King style than the wizard. Cause they're, they're both kind of like joking and King's meaner, but then Merlin abandons King <laughs> and leaves him alone with Chen. I'm like, all right, Merlin's Merlin's still Merlin. Um, and then, you know, during the fight, it's like, well, is King going to win this? But, and this was all, that was all chance, right? It was all fair rolls, no, no advantage. And Chen won, proving that once again, he is, he's the victor. And King, in very much King's style, you know, had a dirty trick up his sleeve to save himself. So, like, the way this all played out, it, in terms of me just being, like, such a stickler for lore and, and characters and things like that, I was like, it felt very on brand for, nobody had to break brand or character, you know, the way that Merlin was involved, um, the way that King came in and was involved in his, his escape, and the way that Chen was involved, like, nobody had to really make a huge character change um you know like chen didn't wasn't suddenly made to look like uh this this weak weak guy that was defeated although no, no disrespect to king you know he's definitely got a big shield but you know chen is our our brute strength uh kind of hero <laughs> and so i expected him to win the fight and which he did but uh and what was unexpected but in, in the best way and very much on brand again was that escape so i really i really loved the way and i was a big fan of the way that played out and definitely enjoyed um king as well keeping the larp very much alive and even getting richard ryan to play a part in it with loot of the beacon since he is the owner thank you very much um i it, the the way that a good larp like that happens um comes down to a lot of like collaboration you know behind the scenes um making sure you know you no matter how much uh, care you give it, you're never able to like properly write somebody else's character. So it's, it's very tough to like force that. Um, so it's very important that if you are looking to like LARP with another player, make a good storyline like that, build something within the community, like talk to them behind the scenes. It's, it's good. Um, you know, come to agreeable terms, make sure the story, no matter what the outcome makes sense to everybody so that like things don't you know fall apart and there's no bad feelings and everything like everybody's here to have fun and um you know we we resolved like yes the the fight would be completely random and like uh, neither of us knew which way was going to go what hits were going to hit it was all dice rolls but you know we do know outcomes and we do agree on the flow of story whether whichever way things go um, and that's super important um, because that's how you build good stories together and how you have fun, uh, you know, surprising your audience and everything like that. So um, uh, I think that there's a lot of that opportunity in the community and I want to see everybody continue to like, you know, participate with one another in like fun and comfortable ways. I consider you and Lost Cowboy to probably be the most strong headed people in this project. And I, I mean that by I think you two are the most strong-willed characters. So it's it's really impressive that you guys were thread together in the narrative to craft this this outcome that you're both happy with that's consistent with your characters. That's pretty great. <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> we definitely argued plenty, but like, you know, we wanted to tell a good story. So like that's that's the way it works. Well done. Awesome. And uh we are at the one hour mark, but we still got about, I'd say like 10, 15 more minutes of content. So apologies for anybody who's a stickler about the one hour, but we'll keep this rolling. Um, I definitely don't 
feel like I, I may talk a lot, but I don't talk about myself enough. And I, I just real quick to t- touch on my involvement, even though it was very short lived. Um, it was the first time I got to kind of role play as two, six, five, four. Um, and purposely, it's not just me being lazy, giving that that dark blade the number of which is their actual number. Um, I, I there is, you know, some mystery there and there is some story behind it, which I won't spoil. But um, I, you know, had a fun back and forth with Julian and that was all done on the spot, wasn't scripted. Um, I, I, I like I think in a perfect world, we could have probably really had some fun with, um, you know, for the final lines and stuff in the back and forth between king and chen we could have maybe had that script out in advance and let uh king and chen play that that out to as their own parts but i think julian is as always did a very excellent job narrating the awesome uh script that the king was providing with those blows and with the final moments etc and in between um allowing for me and him to kind of play play the part because you know 2654 was the the one guarding julian's little hanging bird cage and i purposely uh wanted that that imagery so we could have some fun with messing with his cage you know and things like that throughout um and it just it also just i think added to the humor of julian's character you know who built the nest and then you know ends up in like that little bird cage and plus he seems to be a fan of um watching over fights from above you know as we know with his balloons uh thing during the quest so yeah and you both did a really good job with the the improv there it was fantastic that's it, it reminds me of the threat her silence made when he was asking everyone what has yd encouraged you to do new like you've never done before so great job, Will. Thank you. And yeah, I'm I'm definitely limited. I don't try and do voices or anything like that. But I I am partial to at least like uh, role playing. You know, I, I I used to do GTA Five RP back in the day, so I do have a little bit of experience there, but by no means an expert. Um, speaking of awesome LARP and things like that, the Nameless Charter did try and you know, quickly LARP his way into making a, a, a claim for the wand, but it was like, you know, hastily done and, and just obviously first time experimenting um, by staking to the location and just trying to, you know, muscle through. I think, you know, I, I definitely want to applaud his efforts um, and encourage him to really, you know, make the effort for, for the wand in the future. Um, I definitely look forward to him coming up with like, you know, a more, awesome like like building out and maybe even working with cowboy or whoever to try and at least have a, a wand attempt or something because you know I'm, I'm i'm rooting for you man like i've definitely since the wand was revealed i i would love for you to have a chance at it so don't give up and uh, i definitely want to applaud your efforts yeah i'm 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 in the 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 one uh, belongs with the nameless charter camp as well um, but it's like one of those things, you know, like I was talking about, we pre-orchestrate a lot of the content and stuff. It's not just like whipped out on the fly. There's like all the tweets are pre-written their their variance is pre-written. The, the templates for the, uh, combat stuff is all pre-made, you know, it takes a lot of time to put that stuff together. And so, um, if you have, uh, you know, anybody who sees, like it takes days for these, you know, plots to kind of play themselves out. If, uh, uh, you know, um, 
uh, and had like, you know, proposed something where he would come in at the end. Yeah, we, we it could have easily been accommodated. But again, it's one of those things that like, you know, there's so much work that goes into creating those community events and, and the spaces and everything that it's really impossible to to do that on the fly. It's not quite a live, live, live experience. The dice rolls are live, but you know, the, the, the chart of it all is, uh, is, is kind of pre-made. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, let's touch on artifacts magister. Um, the, the, this is a character that's popped up. Uh, we speculate as devs, but at the same time we thought Ouroboros was as well. And it ended up being that this was a community, you know, person who had worked with the devs. But the speculation of why we think it's devs is because it received artifact, uh, the artificer crystals directly from Wagdai as well as the character. And um, but it's producing some really difficult riddles. Um, and I myself got a little frustrated because I think I spent like two to three hours on one and um you know, so it's like, and it hasn't seen yet. We haven't really got gotten much, although King, you know, I think tried to make an effort to start try and start getting some movement on that account. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so to clarify for everybody, uh, Artifacts Magister um, is the Twitter account. They've so far posted one, two, three, four, five. Um, images with like some sort of puzzle in them along with some text uh they have uh one of the the first posts they made includes a wallet which has the artificer crystals and a uh wag die uh, named wag die actually it has a a name uh caramon the artificer or something like that. anyway he's got a name he's some sort of character um and these are the the hardest puzzles i've ever seen in wag die um, like big kudos to you for like figuring out what this chemistry one was. Um, and so I, I mean, I've been, I've been feeling fairly outclassed, uh, in terms of brain power here. Uh, we need some actually, you know, not that, not that nobody's here isn't, isn't smart, but we need some big brain power, um, to solve these things. So I thought I would try my hand at helping. Um, I have a couple spare artificer crystals, so I just sent one to, to the account, um, and, uh, and said, please give hint or, or help. And, uh, <laughs> for all that effort, um, all, all we got was one like, um, which I'm interpreting at is as like, this is the answer to that thing. I mean, it's gotta be, or at least like, this is the right way of getting it or something like that. But, um, yeah, they, I, I sent them an artificer crystal and said, give a hint, uh, and they liked one of Chimera's posts, uh, which answered a photograph to the chemistry question. And I don't, I haven't seen any activity since. Last last puzzle was posted October 13th. Awesome, yeah. And I'm in the camp too that um, possibly it might be a little early for whatever, how this is going to tie into things. And maybe that's, but also too, maybe too, we just, we obviously haven't solved all their riddles, right? Like, we we got we got the the hint that one of them's possibly right, but there's still more. Um, so it could be, you know, I, I I'm unsure if the ball's in our court to to solve these still, or if it's kind of one of those things where we found this thing early and we're kind of on, we're on top of it and we're we're 
you know, we're ready, but it's not fully yet. Like you need, I don't know what's going on, but either way, feel free to start cracking at those riddles. If you, if you feel so inclined, um, I do want to give a shout out to Wagdai recap theater, which is back. Uh, episode four is out and episode five is coming tonight. King. That is correct. Wagdai Recap Theater available on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. If you're listening to this show via podcast, you can also find Wagdai Recap Theater there. It is a short retelling of the Wagdai story from start to finish with excellent vocal narration, top-tier script writing, and beautiful audio production for your listening pleasure. Just search Wag Die Recap Theater, or we are all going to die on your favorite podcast platform today. Damn, I didn't realize we had another sponsor today. That's that's two commercials. <laughs> I guess that's what we get for going over. Um, <clears throat> all right, Her Silence, I'm going to try bringing you up again. I know you've been trying to get up here. Uh, we're getting to you the part where you will be relevant, sir, <laughs> with your con- contribution this week. Um, Poof sends Wagdai tokens to those who lost their Wagdai in the recent Borough event. So anybody who had the only one Wagdai left and they lost it during this recent event, they received um, a-, a character from Poof, which was really awesome to see. I saw one person in particular who had a Twitter account dedicated to their wag die and was like, all right, well, my character's dead. I have nothing left now. So this Twitter account's pretty much dead. And then, nope, now this character, now this account is back and it will be for this character. Um, so shout out to you. Um, and shout out again to Poof, like as always being really awesome. I did see too that our unique owners went up. So maybe that's a cool little thing that came out of this. Uh, and maybe he played a part in, in, in this, uh, spreading the love back or who knows what, um, we'll want to give a shout out as well to Roland's Malosh gif, which, you know, came out perfect time with the, the awesome, you know, event that we had. Uh, I don't know if, uh, Josiah, or, Oh, King, uh, looks like he got rugged. <laughs> uh, w- wants to say anything extra about this. Um, Fun fact. So that Molosh in the library too, that was one of Roland's uh, wag pieces in the first drop. Um, but he decided to give it to y'all for free. I, I had a feeling there was some kind of story like that, which is why I wanted to throw it to you. Cause I, I thought, I swore I, I thought I saw you say that or, you know, anyways, gotta love it. Um, <clears throat> Roland is, is such a generous dude, man. And I, I definitely am looking forward to the wag die artist guild drop and um i'm sure many will be ready to to give you some money for your artwork as well as the other talented artists we have so we're looking forward to that um hated by fate has a halloween proposal uh that they're trying to make um i also know that council of six brennan has something up his sleeve um and some thoughts as well on something to, to kind of uh celebrate the holiday um poof and tenacity both put out some really good threads on the recent event and uh, also want to shout out King for the dead fellows outfits where um, if you look, <laughs> don't feed in the, in the audience, my, my other account um, it has, has the cap Kings wearing one as well. And non fungible Garthley who came up earlier is, was, was rocking it as well. Um, those assets are available in the builders heart, but uh, real quick, let's throw it to her silence and tell us about uh the awesomeness that you made happen this week. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? 
it's been a great hour. You guys always impress me with, with the way you go over things. And um, it's great, man. You guys just, yeah, I appreciate it. You guys are doing great work. And this is something weekly to look forward to. So I just want to give you guys your flowers. You're putting in hard work. And, and I just want to tell you, like for me personally, like I, I see it and I acknowledge it. It's a lot of fun for me. You know, the community is great. And it's great to have time to just talk to you guys. And it's, it's a lot of fun, man. So thanks, guys. For, it keeps me here, you know. Not that I would leak you guys are, and it's a lot of fun. And, and like you guys, obviously, this is very scripted, and you talk about. You guys are doing like hard work, man. And I appreciate it, Josiah. Everybody, it's so much fun. Like I've just been, I wasn't up here running my mouth like usual, you know. I just, I've, I've had a blast. So, um, yeah, about you know, absolutely amazing. And I'm glad because, and then the wag died, and they actually, and it was just like for me, it was really inspiring because somebody, somebody actually like, appreciated it so much to make a Twitter account. And then to 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 want to actually participate and to LARP, you know, I, I just, I'm glad nobody has gone wag die list that wanted. To yeah, shout out to Sisab and Eli, two two of them in the audience right now. They have they got their their wag die refilled by Poof after they lost their single one. So shout out to you. Shout yeah. out for for staking your only wag die baller as hell. Yeah, lots of respect. Yeah, you guys want to participate, and it's your only wag die. Me like. I'm not away in the world. I can still participate. You guys just wanted to participate so much that you're willing to sacrifice it. I'm glad that that has made you guys, like you guys, you smaller accounts, you inspire us. You know, it's really, it's really great. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun week. Um, you know about the. Oh no! Did he rug or did I rug? No, no, hold on. No, we lost. We lost. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, we hear you. So, um, about the hurt, kind of go over it. I mean. Lil B follows everybody, right? He always has. It's not a big deal that he's following you. It's not a big deal that he retweets you. I thought it was pretty a big deal that he actually... But earlier in the chat, like, oh, this guy's annoying. You know what I was thinking? Like, that's cool. Like, it made me realize, like, nah, I should a quick rundown of why, like, certain people, like, that are middle-aged are like, oh, Lil B, that's cool, you know? You go and listen to the music, and the guy just talks about, like, dude, all he talks about, like, all his stuff is so over the top. Just to give a little bit of color, Lil B is a pair. So everything at the top is exceptionally intentionally like that's not who he really is and that's the funny part because every because he is over the top but just to got like why i want to move on from this after this but i don't want you guys to think like oh the guy's talking about money all the time being all this stuff and that's why i like him no and it's all parody to give you guys some everything he's doing is kind of like making fun of um rap music in general and also kind of in front of the human condition in a lot of ways I know you're going to think I'm crazy. Oh, swag, base god. I'm Ellen DeGeneres, right? Like, it's all a parody like that, which you don't have to, you know. I promise I'm It's all a parody. And, like, when I was a kid and I was, I was surrounded by people and shit, everybody talked about it, a lot of stuff, and blah, 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 right? Little B always talks about love. Every- In the early 2000s, he made an album called I'm Gay because he didn't think people should be neg- to, should use that word negatively, right? And he spawned some of the most homophobic commentary from a music genre that I've ever seen. And he wanted to make that word or accept the spawn to discussion about that to where like today you can have guys like little Nas X who are very open about who they are that can be themselves. Right. He always. And so I'm going to make this quick because nobody was one of the most impressive things and inspiring things as a person, like as a kid. Right. He went to a show and he got uh, he got beat up by. Right. And this guy talks like if you listen to his interviews, he's talking about love, every love, everybody. I think, every, you know, all this stuff. Everybody in the world says that. This guy got jumped by 15 people. It's on video. He got his ass beat. They were kicking his face in, kicking his head into the concrete, right? 
He went up on stage after and he said, I, he apologized to us. He said, look, guys, I stole all my equipment and I just got beat up by 15 guys. But I want you to know, I love those guys. I don't hate them. I tell you guys, I love people. I love those guys. I love everybody. The bass guy loves everybody. And it's a joke. The bass guy is a joke, right? But he really does like talk about this. He said, I love those guys. I got to go to the hospital. The hospital after you just got beat stage saying, I love those guys. I don't hold a grudge against them. It's not about hate. So, I mean, just so you guys don't think like, I just, I was thinking idolizing this guy that keeps talking about bitches and money and stuff. It was not that. So anyway, it was pretty cool. He reshared it. The guy's like a cult icon. So a lot of us guys that just that were like, die. Nobody had to pay. He just thought it was cool and reposted it. So that, that's where that I, is. I love it. And I'm happy about it. And it's my wife. Her silence. Her silence. I wanted to also just chime in here and, and, and piggyback on something you said. I think it's important to note that Little B was his antics and the things that you talk about uh, are pretty par for the course when it comes to the internet in 2022. But at the time, it was unheard of for Little B to be the cult internet rapper that he was. And I think that's probably part of his allure, maybe to you, maybe to me. I'm, I can't speak for you, but I know I know that he was a trailblazer in that respect. And I think that's probably partly why he retweets things and follows people and does all this kind of stuff is because he made a lot of his um, original cult following through the internet when not that many people were doing that. He was the first meme rapper, kind of. Yeah, pretty exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, agreed. And now, now that's what everybody. Now it's all about your antics and whatever you do, and and not actually about your rapping. But Lil B was kind of the the first to to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to just for anybody like I didn't. I was thinking about. It. I was like, man, these guys think of stuff, and like I just wanted to clear. Um, and yeah, he he also like in a lot of ways he he's always had a certain. There's certain things that he's always been like. If you go to his like YouTube page, which is kind of funny, and I was thinking about this earlier, I was talking to Poop about it. He always says like rare or rare that, you know, cop this, call stuff rare that's not really rare. And it's kind of funny, like he was talking about this stuff and he was almost speaking like NFT, like collector lingo for, you know, it was kind of funny. But anyway, yeah, it was fun. The guys, uh, he's obviously has a cult following. So some of us like thought that was really exciting, but it's just a thing, you know, and guy, I don't want, and I'm not going to like come into the fucking discord every 30 seconds to say yeah call me obama base god you know bitches on my dick because i look like a wag die. three days i'm good like let's move on but yeah it was cool man i, I, I got about twelve thousand. views i have no idea i don't know if anybody but it was kind of cool like just to get a lot of views on a freaking wag die i kind of wish i had what can you i definitely yeah. tweeted out a little thank you oh it was fun man it's funny i got a merlin i know you like little b and he's like no and i got another screenshot of where he's like thank you base god and it's just like that thing ever I laugh. I laugh. I mean, when he retweeted my, when he shared my, my, my wag die, I mean, I was like, <laughs> I just sat there laughing for like an hour and a half straight. It was just so fun. Yeah. I, you know, the diversity of this project, I, I think only strengthens it, right? Like we need the LARPers, we need the writers and we need the Twitter, Twitter runners like you and hated by fate. So, and, and you got him to retweet your wag die. Like that is. Oh, hell yeah, man. Air horns. So have yeah, fun so- with yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm sure if we add a little color, like, I know, like, don't remember, and when I come to the project, like, you guys are these, like, really, really, like, in-depth storylines, like, dude, you guys capture, like, anybody who's project, like, you guys capture my mind to the same degree that, like, a good book does. So I want to applaud you guys. I don't want to water it down. You guys really, really, not just inspire me, like, it's not like you just inspire me. You you capture me to where, like, I'm actually a fan. Like, I'm actually a I'm, I'm a fan. Like, dude, you can guys do whatever, and I'll follow you. 
make my day. You give me something really interesting to look forward to every week, and I appreciate it. But, you know, sometimes I do laugh at, like, much color, and he cracks me in dough with some random shit. And you guys crack me up, too. You know, Merlin said something to me the other day in the chat, and I was in there with Josiah, and he was just commenting about how, like, how the community just together – there's so many different parts, but we all just, um, there's a really good atmosphere between us. Like we're all just, we happen to be each other. And it says a lot. And I love that guy, man. He love that guy. He's so cool. We really do. We have a great community and we all like really appreciate each other. We tease each other, but it's really fun to be a part of it. Like the guys that are doing the LARPing and even the guys that are hyping each other up and being, I, I like all of it. So that's my Ted. Thank you. And, um, we're definitely well over, and I'm. But I'm. Gonna, I want to let you hate it, uh, fate, um, show your thing. But I, I definitely do want to say I do tease you, her silence. But I, I really do appreciate what you bring to the community as well. Um, you know, especially after, you know, we early on we had Lobsy was was kind of like our comic relief and would and also bring the energy. Um, some of us, you know, we can get pretty we get pretty nerdy and geek out and get very serious or into our lore. And it, it does help balance things out to have somebody who can play the jester sometimes and, 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 and you know, and, and get silly, even though right now you just came up and we're, we're very serious and, um, and loving it and like, you know, talking real, but I, it is appreciated when you do get silly um, and bring that energy. I mean, we, the her trumpet will live forever, even though it, you know, <laughs> it brings PTSD for, for Brennan losing to treaty, but um I'm sure he'll, uh, you know, he'll be fine. And um, yeah, but let's, let's throw it to fate. Um, and then, I, then, then we're going to wrap this up. What up players in uh, that wag different options. Option one, be kind of a space like this where we all sit around the campfire, whatever you want to call it. And we tell wag die, maybe you kill your wag die on the spot. And according to, uh, and that would be, and we're in costume, tweet out, if I'm not talking to you, um, but, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to dox yourself, that's fine, uh, but, it, you know, I'm playing, uh, whatever my mask is, and putting play slash costume of Astro, anybody else that wants to dress up like their wag die or any wag die join as well, uh, option of King's idea is to just sit, so y'all go ahead and pick <laughs> which, uh, option I, but anyway, you know, no bias here. Uh, also, read those. Give me some feedback. One is to tie a uh, or sorry, a nitro. So that would involve um, talking Discord and maybe establishing a partnership between Wagdai and Discord, a more official one. And uh, and then the second bit to a mechanic, which I'm calling the. And you can read for details there. Uh, next week, you know, I can hop off, and that's it. Awesome. Thank you. And I, yeah, I definitely like just you talking about them is making me want to dive into them, but we're definitely stretched on time. I do want to say too, real quick though, that for your first idea for the Halloween thing, instead of uh, burning or killing the character on the spot, if you don't want to, we do have two awesome things. Now, w one thing we've always had, which is you can collect your soul of your dead wag die. So you, you have a ghost basically already of your dead wag dies that you could use without having to burn anything new. And the other thing is um, that's newer is, you know, when you go to wagday.world slash pilgrims, the, any of the pilgrims that have died at any location are forever on that map is burnt in burning. So you could, play around with those being kind of like ghosts you know and haunting those locations so there's there's some options that don't involve having to burn anything new for those who don't want to and maybe maybe who've already lost things and and also too you don't need to if you haven't lost anything or you don't have anything that you want to burn 
you could decide to create a story around everybody else's characters that are already burned and dead. Um, we have t- plenty of ghosts and we haven't done anything with them yet. And maybe it's just me having, you know, marathon through berserk lately and loving the idea of like the dead stalking things <laughs> that, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of room to play with that. Um, real quick, uh, before I throw up, no, I, 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 dead ghost. that's a, that's a really cool. awesome thing. Yeah. It, I'm going to motor off our welcome to our new users. We have Ugo, Beth Jezos, Purple Peach, Upload in Progress, Skirig, Les Bopper, or Boper, IDRT. Thank you all for coming into the Discord, um, saying what's up, stopping by, showing energy, and um, really appreciate everybody new that's popping in uh, and checking out Wag Dive. Uh, everybody have a good night. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.